Hello and welcome, friends, to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, your weekly pro wrestling podcast on CKCC Radio. I am Chris O'Mealy, your host, your commissioner, and soon-to-be ordained minister. And I am joined by the man who does the twitch.tv slash CKCC online mainstreaming, and also my co-host on the Stupid Sexy Simpsons podcast, Dan Peck. Hey everybody, baseball's back, boys! Yes, it's gonna be nice. The Mets can't lose 50 games this season. Yeah, Mets won their first game, one nothing. Yeah, there you go. Mets fans, yeah. I hope you guys enjoy that while you can. Jacob deGrom got a no decision because, of course, he did. He pitched five freaking innings with, like, one hit, and no one scored a run for him or against him, so he didn't get the win or the loss. Oh, that's a shame. Yankees won their first game with a five-inning rain rain cancellation. So, so that's, that's a thing that happened. And now I got Milwaukee versus the Cubs on my TV over here. The Cubbies? Yep. Remember the 2016 World Series where, like, the Cubs won? And I that was the first time watching baseball in years where I was actually sitting up and actively, like, sweating watching the game because I was so tense. I'm like, they have to win this. They have to do it. I never wanted to see any baseball team win something that badly in my life. And next week, we start basketball and hockey back up. Boys, boys, real snipe, Sully boys. Real snipe, Sully boys. And Seattle's got a team. Dirty fucking dangles, right, boys? Release the Kraken. Yep, Seattle's Kraken. What's Kraken? What's Kraken with the Seattle Kraken? What's the old Kraken? I'm also recording this episode with my brand new noise cancellation headphones. So I had to mess with a whole bunch of volume settings because I didn't want to blow out my eardrums when, if Dan gets hype on this episode, he might scream. There might be some hype. I don't know. I don't know either. So if you guys do notice any audio issues or any misbalancing on this episode, I would appreciate it if you let me know. If maybe I need to turn myself up or turn Dan down or maybe the opposite way. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm yelling, but I'm watching my audio levels and they don't seem to be that high. So, and I, I can get closer to the microphone like this. Oh shit, ASMR. <laughs> I should always be a little bit closer to the microphone when we record anyway. I think that would be the best thing. I have a bad habit of sitting back and being all chillaxed when we do this because we're, we're a totally laid back podcast, you know. We're a conversational show. Yeah. We're two friends just chilling. Chilling. Killing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know about that. I had to dig to some scary movie reference. Home run, Cubbies. Are we going to do, like, live updates throughout the game? I mean, maybe. So, I want to thank all the other shows on CKCC Radio for getting us past 2,000 downloads. Some of those shows you can check out include Jeff Trelowitz's shows, Real Paranormal Talk, and Ranking Tracks. On Real Paranormal Talk, Jeff tells stories about real paranormal investigations as well as his own personal stories and even presents some of his own evidence on ranking tracks he takes an album 
and ranks all the tracks from worst to best. He's done quite a few, actually. Some of them uh, have he just had me, one this week. Made me go back and re-listen to a lot of these albums. Uh, I know that Jason Shinov is continuing to record new audio for J Bunny's Music Hub, but when he doesn't have something new to release, we put up another backlog episode. There are currently 16 backlog episodes available, and I think he has episode 40 through 40. They have like five or six new episodes of content up now. It's a little hard to keep track until the backlog's up, and I'm only going by that uh, that final number. Of course, the first Monday of every month is Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. And while this one did come a little bit later, that's okay, because Adrian was busy releasing his new book. AWO Big Time Players, Episode 2, now available. So You can get them both for $8 each, for crying out loud. And did I also mention that Jeff Trelowitz is also a published author. He has six books out currently. You can get both of these fine gentlemen's books on Amazon. That's eight books right there. So if you guys are jonesing for something to read, you got some choices. And you'll be supporting a friend, a friend of the podcast. How could you go wrong? I mean, the only way you could go wrong is if you just don't buy the books and don't read them. So Don't be a total jerk. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Bored to Death Bingecast crew... Just put out a uh, special episode this past weekend. You guys can check out. They'll be branching into other stuff, too. Between Binge and Ramblecast, whatever it is that they, you guys like, they review those TV shows in easy-to-digest doses. That's the quote that Jay came up with, and I really like that. That's a good like marketing phrase. Easy-to-digest. Well, it's great taste, and it's less filling. There you go. Uh, let's see. What else is there? Oh, I know. The United We Fan podcast. They had a special guest on this past week. Did they? They did. Did you hear the episode, Dan? Uh, not actively yet. But you might know the guy that was on it. My phone listened to it. <laughs> yes, uh, I joined the UWF crew to talk about the Disney parks. Oh, are we talking Herbie Abrams or? No. In fact, I don't even—I don't even think Mark knows who Herb Abrams is. I barely knew who Herb Abrams was yeah. before. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, UWF! Oh, cool! Let's get some freaking well, young does, Jim Ross." <laughs> Brian doesn't know wrestling except for mainstream names, and Mark doesn't know a lot of current stuff. Not that Herb Abrams was, but like, Mark was a WCW guy. He was a WCW. Herb Abrams was never mainstream anything. No, I really didn't know anything about him, but that was a those thirty fans of the fucking. But let's not let's not drag down Mark and Brian with Herb Abrams because that's just not cool. That's just not knowing who Herb Abrams is is not a thing. (laughs) Yeah, like be thankful you're not. Yeah, he. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, we didn't have a new stupid sexy podcast last week. That was due to my schedule. But uh, hopefully Dan and I will crank another one out this week for you. And the Race Nerd Podcast with Mr. Matthew Hardman. There's also some patron-exclusive content that Race Nerd has given us that you guys can check out. If you're a patron for only 5 bucks a month at patreon.com slash clubkayfabe. And 
I want to thank our awesome patrons, Glenn, Matt, Randy, Jeff, Jay, and Adrian, as well as every patron in every tier. You may not get a specific shout-out, but those five bucks a month get you all the content, no strings attached. There's no, like, tier-exclusive content. The only thing that tier happens is you get to control the what content goes up, but... That doesn't mean you get less to anything. So five bucks is all it takes. We want to make sure you guys get the most bang for your buck, and we take lots and lots of requests for that stuff. But there's a lot to talk about in the world of wrestling this week, so let's do some trivia. We'll answer last week's trivia question. Oh, yeah. Uh, this wrestler did a voice on King of the Hill. And oh, yeah, as a hint, actually. Yes. Dig it. It was a Macho Man. Oh, yeah. I think it was a Bill-centric episode, wasn't it? I don't even remember. It was about, like, one of the guys starting to work out. I think it was Bill. Because Bill was always the fat guy in the group. Yeah, and he works for the military, right? <laughs> he has the haircuts when guys get enlisted or whatever. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's balding and he's a loser. And that's Steven Root behind the voice, by the way. Yep. Good old Steven Root. What you got for this week's trivia, Dan? Well, we're going to break away from TV guest stars and just go classic wrestling trivia. Who was Noah's first GHC heavyweight champ, and who who they beat? I don't know. What does GHC stand for? Uh, I knew it earlier. Of course, now that I'm on the spot. <laughs> Grand heavyweight champion? It stands for... Great It stands for Global Honored Crown. Not even close. The Global Honored Crown. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Alright, Pro Wrestling Noah's first GHC heavyweight champ. Well, I don't know it. Do you? Let's find out. So, it's probably who you think of. We'd like to give a shout-out on this show to Kyrie Sane and wish her the best in her future. She has officially parted ways with WWE. We'll be heading home to Japan. What Lots do you... of Twitter and Instagram send-offs from other wrestlers. Uh, Dan, what's your thought on Kyrie's quote-unquote retirement or just leaving WWE? Good for her. Because other than, like, the first couple months, it's been awful. <laughs> Even though she was, like, women's tag champions and wasn't, one, like, the hottest segments, it wasn't her work, right? Kyrie was almost a career second banana. In fact, that's actually why I was upset they split up the Sky Pirates, because I thought that her and Io worked it better as a unit than her and Asuka did, because Asuka always had the spotlight on her. Kyrie always came across as Asuka's lackey as opposed to Asuka's partner. And not that I don't think they worked in that role, but I don't think it was a it was a good 50-50 tag team for Kyrie. Kyrie didn't shine as much as she could have, and I think that her and Io as a babyface tag team was a huge missed opportunity. Not that Io doesn't kill it as a heel because she does, but knowing what we know now, they should have milked that tag team for as long as they could, like 2 or 3 years given them a run as tag champs, and then had the big turn and had EO go full-on heel. That's how I would have booked that. 
because Kyrie just didn't work as a heel the same way Asuka and Io do. I also think it was a big mistake to have Asuka be the babyface against Sasha Banks, but we'll talk about that a little later. But yeah, uh, I wish Kyrie the best. I wish that her career had been a little more prominent, but she got a decent showing. She got to be at WrestleMania. She got to be in the first Royal Rumble. She got to be in the video games. She got to be in Supercard. So I say good for her. I but now she's married. married and wants to go back home. Maybe she'll have some kids. If Kyrie gets pregnant, what do you think that would say about her, Dan? She loves to fuck. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of that joke. Maybe because it's an old wrestle crap radio joke. Yeah. <laughs> that I've probably said more often than they have at, the, by at, this, point. at this point. Yeah, because we've said it about everybody. We said it about Becky. We said it about Sarah Logan. We said it when Rhonda wanted to go on her pregnancy tour. Speaking of Becky, she recently talked to the Bella Twins about being pregnant speaking of the bella twins either one of them at any minute now right oh yeah i I think we're pretty close on them uh forgive me i don't exactly follow i think nikki Nikki is like almost up to a month ahead i think of brie i don't don't remember which one was first i'm pretty sure it was nikki was first but good for them that's still pretty cool it seemed like it was a very important thing to Nikki this entire time. So I think it's I hope she finds uh, what she was hoping for. <laughs> what she wasn't gonna get from John Cena. Made that clear. Alright, I wanna talk about this because I think this was really cool. This is uh this has raised some ire in wrestling, but also a lot of people are praising it for keeping kayfabe and doing something that you just don't see that often. But Adam Cole appeared on the Pat McAfee show and basically assaulted a producer. Uh, it was awesome because I watched the Pat McAfee show now for the last couple of weeks. And at the beginning of the show, he's like, I think we might have, it's possible, we might have a big guest at the end of the show. And it's freaking Adam Cole shows up. And they've had their little little tiffs in the past on, on like, pre, on takeover pre-shows and stuff mm-hmm. when Pat would be there. But, like, everything's going all right. And then all of a sudden, like, he starts talking about, you know, you had you had some help with the Undisputed Era. But, I mean, that's the game, right? And he's like, what? And then it just kind of turns and then eventually just gets up, breaks his freaking headset, breaks the freaking fancy microphone, and gets up in Pat's face and yells at him. And then one of the guys that works on the show got up to try to break it up, and he shoves him. And now they're putting over that the guy that got shoved has colitis, so, like, he might have a neck issue after it. Oh, God. That is pretty cool, though. Like, and they're playing it straight because, like, today's show it started, and they just said, "No, man, I hate it. I don't. I didn't want that to happen. And no, I wasn't expecting that to happen." So they're playing it like it's legit. So, I don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen if he's gonna like pick up. I mean, imagine they're gonna. I mean, Pat McAfee has a regulation wrestling ring and has done some training with the guy that trained like John Cena and people, right? I would be much more interested in Pat McAfee working a program because you can tell he's got actual respect for the wrestling business way more than I ever would have been to see Gronk do anything. Not that I don't think Gronk was a fan, but I don't think he's got that same respect level that Pat McAfee has. 
It was kind of nuts. So be interesting how this gets followed up. Like, I don't even know when, when the next... Uh, the next takeover is TakeOver 30, right? Triple X. Yeah. The porn version. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, coming up next month? Because it's... it's uh... SummerSlam time? Uh... Yeah. I would imagine. Although they did the last one, like, a week apart, right? I haven't actually looked at their takeover schedule because there's like no reason to do takeover the night before pay-per-views right now <laughs> yeah well <laughs> let's so... see triple x will be august 22nd okay so yeah the next night is SummerSlam. Okay. and then they have one planned for march 27th to coincide well, they don't have with... one in november yet well they they've already got one planned for LA. That doesn't necessarily mean that they won't do another one. Um, yeah, this I've got was... to admit, oh yeah, yeah. I mean they usually have the one in Survivor Series. So. Yeah, this but one's... maybe not because last year's Survivor Series was all about how freaking NXT won almost every match and like half of those people wrestled the night before too so maybe they're going to be like if we're going to do that again maybe not have them all wrestle four star matches the night before. So the only thing we know about TakeOver 30 right now is it will be the day before SummerSlam. It'll be at the Performance Center. And they're planning that uh, that ladder match for the vacant North American Championship because that's something we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. with What's-his-face is the first guy. The freaking uh, – the big guy. Keith Lee is the no, – uh, No, no. Yeah, he, he dropped it, but uh, – Bronson, Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, yeah, was the first person yeah. to qualify for that match. Bronson Reed. For the fucking top rope body splash. <laughs> it says there's going to be seven people in it. Uh, Bronson Reed's in it. Finn Balor's in it. Dexter Loomis is in it. And Timothy Thatcher is in it. And there's still three names to be decided. <laughs> Which is kind of crazy because Bronson Reed faced Roddy Strong and Johnny Gargano. And so that's actually pretty cool to put him over because that's like two top guys in NXT right there. Yeah, but he just busted off a big boy top rope splash. I like it over every time. Pretty much, yeah. That's how those moves should get over. So, but yeah, uh, I, I think that would actually be pretty damn cool. I think that'll be a cool match. I'll enjoy that. Yeah, Keith Lee is paying it forward, boys. So step on up and get that North American gold. Best be stepping up. So what else do we have to talk about on this show? Should we, before we move on from WWE, should we talk about the horror show at Extreme Rules? I mean, if you want to go in order of things happening, TNA was on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah. But we are in the WWE block, so... Yeah, but you also said Slam... You watched Slammiversary and said it was good. So let's get this out of the way real quick. All right, so I'm gonna... I did not actually watch the whole horror show. But I did see clips, so I do have thoughts. And I will go through them very quickly. And I have considered doing a full watch-along. Like, I was gonna maybe just do, like, the cast app and broadcast in the Club Kayfabe group. 
and just put the pay-per-view on and then comment on it live. I don't know if that'll work in a private group, though, because I don't know if they'll still block me from that, but I suppose it's worth a try. Um, but yeah, so first things first, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura as a tag team champions is a great move. It's cool. Uh, they, like it. they deserve it. Um, I, n- I did not see the Bailey-Nikki Cross match, although I did hear good things about it. And I, I like that they're still giving Nikki Cross singles opportunities. And I like that they're doing... So they're it's doing... like Alexa Hurt again or something? Uh, I don't know if she's working an injury or whatever. But... And I will also talk about that... Uh, I thought the, the stipulation was kind of clever. That Dolph Ziggler was like, well, here's the stipulation. I can do whatever I want, and you can't. Although it still kind of screwed him in the end. But that's a, a heel foil to a babyface, so... Maybe that would have worked better if Dolph was a babyface underdog overcoming a heel like Drew. Better than Utopia rules. Better than Utopia. But yeah, I I thought that was pretty cool. Alright, so let's talk about the the other three matches. Uh, First things first. I think everybody will agree that Seth versus Rey and Asuka versus Sasha were two amazing matches with shit endings. The eye for an eye match was probably one of the stupidest stipulations that they have ever done. It's just there's no way to pay it off. <laughs> and then what's going to happen when the guy... Which I, makes I, it technically worse than a freaking scaffold match where there's a chance somebody's not God. wrestling for a month and a half. Yeah, um, it's, it's Jim Cornette's biggest payday ever. He didn't get to see a dollar of it because he had to get his knee freaking fixed. He completely burst it out busted it yeah but corny you fell so fast <laughs> just funny because it really looked like he fell on his ass <laughs> too bad too bad big bubba rogers didn't catch him yeah when he fell so fast <laughs> the best is the the picture that they have of uh paul ellering and road warrior animal looking down and animal apparently said something like oh my god i think he's dead to paul ellering <laughs> So there's no way to pay this off. And apparently, like, the biggest criticism is that they basically used a ping pong ball to simulate the eye. When they're doing all this cinematic shit, they couldn't just CGI something in there. I think that probably would have been better than a ping pong ball. And then Seth did his fake puke, which always looks stupid. The whole thing was stupid. It has no payoff unless Ray's going to wrestle in a mask that covers his eyes now so he can't actually see his eyes anymore. And then just milk the fact that, uh, you know, oh, they att- reattached my eye, but it's just, it was stupid. Um, the Raw Women's Championship match, I mean, you know that can't stick with Bailey putting on the ref shirt and counting the pin herself. So there's all kinds of fuckery there. And it... It, it makes sense as a heel foil, but I didn't like the fact that they went that direction because the match really was very good. It was the best match on the show. And I can tell you that because I watched it. Asuka and Sasha are incredible workers. They know what they're doing. They know how to build drama. I still think in this particular case, Asuka as a heel versus Sasha as a face 
I still think works better with their character dynamics, but this worked for what it was, and I liked it. Uh, again, stupid finish, and I don't really know or care where they're going with it, but it is what it is. Uh, as far as the swamp fight, I really didn't see any of that, except for the Friday the 13th ripoff ending and Alexa in the the fog. But I, I don't care for the cinematic stuff anymore. I, I think it worked. It's just for... even doing it every show is the issue. Right? Yeah, I think it worked for Taker and AJ, and then it hasn't really been working since. I but thought what... the um, Money in the Bank was all right, except for, you know, that was good, and then they got to the roof. <laughs> the spot. Right, then, then it became an actual ladder match, and then it was what it was like, okay. Yeah, this, some of the spots were were decent, but like. But yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, and the thing is, when it's cinematic style, like, I liked that for the promos and stuff in Lucha Underground, but it is a mo- takes you out of the moment because you know it's being shot, so you know that there's multiple takes and it's not. Well, yeah, it's like you got to go, you have to go get, be consistent, right? It was Lucha, Lucha Underground was all that. So you were invested, didn't break your viewing habit or whatever, you know, like it didn't. And the matches were still filmed. Change. The matches were still filmed like matches. They were still shot like wrestling matches. In a wrestling ring. Yeah, there was in nothing. In front of wrestling fans. I love those shots. Well, there was the, the super kick sweeteners sounds. Actually, the one edit I did really like was when John Morrison would play the guitar, and they yeah. would they would throw in the guitar riff. That always amused me. Uh, yeah, so they, they do their best, but if you guys really want to see me do the horror show and react to it and negatively react to it, I'll do it for you guys because I love you guys so much. But. You, you all better be watching that, because I'm only doing it the once. I mean, we might do that with every show afterwards, just it's not going to be live when it happens. Yeah. But we we might we could do stuff like that. Uh, we let's, might be able to do it the weekend after, like on Saturday or something, maybe. Uh, let's quickly do some AEW news before we uh, before Dan covers Slammiversary here. They are going to do a women's tag tournament, which I still don't think they've got the best women's roster, but I do know they're bolstering their numbers. By the way, uh, Ivelisse. Just gonna say that. Yeah, she faced uh, Diamante on uh, Dark, I think. And, and I think Ivelisse should be a, f- a front and center member of their roster, because she's so damn talented. She's really good. Like, she's really, really good. Um, uh, Sammy Guevara came back. And uh, I, I love Sammy Guevara as a heel because he's, he's like a, a Miz-type heel. You just want to smack him. Like, you really just want to slap his face and his little shit-eating grin all the time. And I think he's the perfect foil to Chris Jericho. Like, well, not, I shouldn't say foil, but, like, I think their dynamic works really, really well. Les sex gods. <laughs> Les sex gods. Le Champion. Have you seen the Chris Jericho Sebastian Bach feud? No, but I heard about oh it. Oh my god, it's so funny. 
it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, and just how how personal and aggressive it's getting. <laughs> just Sebastian Bach is just not backing down, ripping Jericho a new asshole. And I'm always going to be a Chris Jericho guy, but goddamn. <laughs> I'm almost kind of rooting for Sebastian Bach at this point, just because of how ballsy some of his insults are. Guys, go on Twitter. Look that feud up. It is fucking hysterical. They are really go taking shots at each other. And of course, Cody's open challenge was answered by Eddie Kingston, and that's friggin' awesome, because I, I think Dan and I are both Eddie Kingston guys. Yep, been an Eddie Kingston fan since, like, 05, 06, when I started really getting into indie wrestling. Yeah, he's um, he's really good. He's, like... He's a great I, promo, and he's a great worker. He's he's good all around. He just doesn't, he just doesn't look good. Yeah, that's the but, issue. Yeah, well... <laughs> There, there but guess are... what? He's better at a, better at being a heel, so he doesn't have to look good. So there you go. All right. Uh, so I brought up the uh, the Slammiversary card, and uh, I want to kind of run through it real quick and get some thoughts from you here. So first things first, please tell me about the Motor City Machine Guns because okay. So the, yes. one of the things was is that the Rascals, in this case, it was Wentz and Dez. Uh, we're putting on a uh, open challenge to tag teams because we're the best. And that got answered, and it was Motor City. So freaking Alex Shelley and Chris Saban are back, and they have a freaking great tag team match with with Dez and Zach and Zach Wentz and Dez and Xavier. Freaking tore that shit down really good tag match for 14 minutes and 17 seconds where the Motor City Machine Guns win. By the way, the names Alex Shelley and Chris Saban are much better than their real names of Patrick Martin and Joshua Harder. So, just saying. Sometimes sometimes you, you see their real name and you're just like, their real name's actually pretty cool, why don't they just use that? And then you sometimes you see their real name and they're like, yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Oh, but yeah, uh, I love Motor City Machine Guns. Yep, they're one and, of the uh, best. Oh, that means we're going to have some brown bag papers, bag specials. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to sell all those <laughs> the dog, dog tags. tags again. The oh. dog tags. Yeah, okay. Machine Guns dog tags. They wore these dog tags when they were first starting tagging, and fans were like, I want that. And then they finally started selling them, and it was like the top selling item. You want to know why? Because they were two bucks. Yeah. There you go. And it was like the only thing the guys had for merchandise to begin with, pretty much. So it was like a $2 item, and it was for one of their best tag teams. So it sold like hotcakes. So they're like, shit, buy five million more. And then everybody that had one didn't need to get a second one. <laughs> like... Everybody that wanted one had one by then, and they sat on millions of them for a long time, and you were just giving them away. In the brown bag specials, you get like a two random DVDs and more cinnamon dog tags and some random shirts that might not even fit you, but they'll try. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> the next match was 
Moose fighting Tommy Dreamer. And Moose can fuck off, too. That's Moose, a- who uh, isn't actually a champion, but he found the old TNA belt. And yeah. he's walking around with that, ask, acting like he's world champion. Yeah, the guy himself can fuck off, but I and I I will always love Tommy Dreamer. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever not liked Tommy Dreamer. So they had a old school rules match. It's just it was no DQ. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and so they did stuff, and there was chairs, and got crotched on the guardrail, and then there was a bag, and what's in the bag? Of course, it's thumbtacks. Oh, what's in the bag? Sometimes there's tax in those bags. Mm, yes. Uh, and he almost... He freaking slowly lowers Tommy's face in towards him. And they're like, no. And then he's, he's like, fuck you and fuck ECW. And he's like, say what? And he hooked up. But then he's like, go to hell, Dreamer. And he slams him face first into the fucking tax. Well, it's like we've, so, we've said this... Go to hell. How many times have we said this on the show in the past, but... Impact slash TNA's problem has never been their actual in-ring talent. Nope. It's always been booking storylines and just ridiculousness and budgeting. And so uh, Moosef finally wins, and he's like, I'm still world champ, baby! And it's like, this is, he's not recognized as world champ. No. That's kind of, that is kind of funny, though. <laughs> then there was a gauntlet for the gold for a number one contendership for the Knockouts Championship. Oh, it looks like there was a lot of good talent in this, too. Yeah, so it started with Kylie Ray and Tasha Steeles. You might notice that quite a few people that were in NWA went to Impact or AEW during the uh, COVID because they weren't doing shows. (laughs) Well, there you go. But it looks like I, I like the the list of talent that's in this because Kimberly is in it, Madison Rain, Rosemary, Sue Young as just Susie, but I like her. Um, I don't know a lot about Kira Hogan, but what I have seen has been really good. Katie Forbes, that's uh, RVD's new wife, right? It's RVD's new girl who is a hundred percent plastic. Yeah. Uh, of course, Taya. We've been a fan of um, Jessica Havoc was in there. And it looks like, uh, who is John E. Bravo? Because this is kind of... Okay, so John E. Bravo is a guy that's been in wrestling for like 20 years, but never made it to the big leagues, but he's been in Impact for a couple years now. He's essentially like a lackey character for other people. And now he's like a lackey for Rosemary and Taya. And both of them came up to him before the match and was like, you gotta do what you gotta do so I can win this match. And so what he ended up doing is he entered himself in this match twice as the other girls. That's so, hysterical. Here's your third entrant. It's Taya, and it's freaking Johnny Bravo dressed as Taya. And then the last entrant was Rosemary, but Rosemary's already in the ring, and it's him dressed as Rosemary. That's so funny. And it was good because he came in. It was funny. He didn't ru- ru- ruin the match. He didn't do anything important. He just came in, had a couple laughs, and he went away. But that's still funny as hell. Shit like that's hysterical. And your winner is Smiley Kylie defeating Taya in the final two where they become a regular match. So Kylie Ray is your number one contender for the Knockouts Championship. So she started first and then... She went all the way, bro. All the all way, the Ray. Way, brother. Good <laughs> for her. 
I like Kylie Ray. I I was genuinely shocked when she left AEW because I feel like they were going to build a lot of the division around her. She, I think she had a some a mental relapse issue thing, and she requested a release, and they granted it to her, and she got better, and she decided to go somewhere else. As long as I mean, it, it, it. if you're gonna pick, if you need a lighter schedule, right? It's well, AEW I only work once a week, or Impact I work once a month. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right. Uh, right. So, obviously, you know I'm a big Willie Mac guy, but I man, I know nothing about Chris Bay. I don't know anything about him either, but he's really good. He's super athletic, black guy, freaking great. He's actually had Johnny Swinger. See, now here's the good thing about lately is that they brought in all those ECW guys, and it was awful for a while, but now they're all background players helping the new guys. So, like Johnny Swinger's thing lately has been. He's helping Chris Bay. But then they had a thing recently where Chris Bay's like, oh, no, I'm dropping him as soon as I get my title match. Is that because Johnny Swinger was always kind of awful? And then Johnny Swinger overhears it. He's like, sorry, bro, I can't help you. But it doesn't matter. These guys have a freaking great match, X-Division match, 10 minutes long. Chris Bay is your new X-Division champion. Dude's pretty good. Good for him. Good for him. That's pretty cool. Chris Bay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong reading this here, but uh, the Norse tag team opponents, is that the Ken Shamrock? Yes, the Ken Shamrock and the Sammy Killian. So the North have been tag team champs for over a year now. And they pissed off Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock, who recently had... A knockdown, drag out, like no DQ, false cut anywhere. A match that ended with like them backstage and Sammy in an ankle lock, and he passed out, and that's how Ken won the match. But the North pissed them both off, and they're just like, you know what? I have respect for him after our big match, so he didn't quit. So, yeah, if I'm in a fight with two other guys, that's the kind of guy I'd want. By my side. Well, even I, though I don't, I don't get along with him. I know he'll go to the end. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm still under the impression that Sammy Callahan, as a talent, can fuck off. But so I'm happy that he was not on the winning end of this. But uh, I haven't seen much of the North, but I've liked what I have seen. So they seem like they're pretty talented. They work really, really well together. Um, yeah. And there's a, there was a Shamrock got uh. Little winded at times, kind of just stood there a couple times. And there was actually a time where he does, he tries to dive over the top, but it doesn't work. And he kind of just tumbles over and hits the apron and then falls down and thuds. But I believe it was supposed it was supposed to happen that way because they were nowhere near him. They moved <laughs> out of the way before that, so he was supposed to crash and burn, just not as awkwardly, is my guess. Uh, but the North win. And then after the match, they cut a promo and said, hey, we've been champs for over a year. No one can beat us. And then, Motor City! And they're like, we're back, bitches. You're not the best. We are. We'll find out this Tuesday on Impact on Access TV. Ah, 
And I was like, that's cool, but I am super over weekly wrestling television programming. So, I shall not see you there. I mean, you still watch the match. Just the match, but... Knockouts championship on the line next is Jordan Grace. Defense against Deanna Perrazzo in a thick-on-thick match. My only... And Deanna Perrazzo is fully in on the freaking Virtuosa uh, technical wrestling thing because she worked that arm the entire match. I like Deanna Perrazzo as a talent. The one thing that I've never been able to get behind her with, though, is that she doesn't have a lot of charisma. She's always been very expressionless. And not like in a I'm a serious wrestler way, but in like a in like a I don't have emotions kind of way. Well they had a quite a there were she was on Busted Open apparently recently and Jordan like invaded it. <laughs> and they had quite of a quite of a bitch fest, apparently. Well I'm not saying she can't do good bitch stuff, but it's pretty good. Of course, this is Impact, so they, they threw to some videos a couple of times, and the video was not ready. That's awesome. Because freaking only WWE can do freaking production, apparently. Guys, if you want to see bad production, watch fucking any Lucha, like legit, like triple A Lucha. Watch like minute long fuck ups on like Triple Mania, like their biggest show of the year, and realize that the worst. The worst episode of Raw you've ever seen from a technical side was ten times better than that. Yeah, well, WWE has, pr- has never had a bad production <laughs> issue. Like, like Kevin Dunn does have a pretty well-oiled machine when it comes to production. He's very good at production. It's just his wrestling opinions are garbage. And actually, in the last five or so years, he's been making questionable camera cut decisions. Yeah, he's <laughs> also. Yeah, but what kind of idiot doesn't think thinks that people in St. Louis aren't going to know who Sam Muchnick is? Like, you've got to be fucking stupid. Not our fans. Or our fans. Ah, oh, good God. Our fans are too casual. Yeah, no, you're too casual, Kevin Dunn. Oh, it was like one of the first things they talked about on the McAfee show was how everyone freaking knew who Adam Cole was when he made his debut. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I yeah, came in, did. I did the run-in, I went up to the top of the thing, I went Adam Cole, and everyone baby with me. <laughs> but God for, like, yeah, everyone, those, those... Everyone knew who I was. Those filthy casuals. <laughs> he did, I remember, because I've, I've seen, like, the after, like, the after air clip, where it's just him going up the ramp, Drew's just glaring at him, and he does. He gears up for it, and as soon as he does it, a whole place did it with him, and he had never even been identified by name at that point. Except by the commentators, but not by anybody in the actual arena. Adam Cole. And I know Nigel got one of those in. He goes, it's Adam Cole, baby. Uh, Remember when Nigel accidentally said said that it was a name of honor? Yes. He was like, oh, this is what it all means, this championship and, and the respect here in the ring of honor. Oops. Well, I mean, Ring of Honor for And a it was time. weird because, like, he had been in WWE for, like, five, six months and he hadn't slipped up before. Wow. <laughs> so odd. Anyway, Maybe. main event, vacant title, Impact World Championship on the line. Supposed to be a four-way. 
with Ace Austin, Trey Miguel of the Rascals, and Eddie Edwards versus a mystery opponent. And, they and the whole them. night was, is the mystery... I heard that the mystery opponent is a former world champion. Oh, I don't know, man. Could be anybody. Earlier in the show, we saw Rich Swan. Uh, he was still on the crutches from his leg injury. And he was like, oh, oh yeah, because one of the ongoing things was, we know the Good Brothers are signed. Are they going to be here tonight? We're waiting here. Let's go to random hot girl backstage. She's looking for the Good Brothers. And one of the times she's like, I think this is their their locker room. Well, he shoots the crutches to the ground, and he's like, I'm ready. I'm going to be world champion. And he comes to the ring, and then all of a sudden, freaking Eric Young shows up, and he's like, it's a five-way, guys. I can't talk good because I had polyps. Uh. It's a elimination five-way. And they fucking wrestle Russell. It's freaking good shit. Edwards wins the championship for I think it's his second time as Impact World Champion. So- Sorry, guys. And then there's going to be a post-match down. And the Good Brothers show up. There was a uh, bit of a technical issue while you were doing your rant there. I you You cut out one or two times. Oh, did I? Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I, I think most of it translated through, but... So, Eddie, Eddie Edwards wins the world title for the second second time, I think. Uh, they're going to do a post-match beatdown, and then the freaking Good Brothers show up and save Eddie, and apparently they're going to be aligned. And I was like, I had a good time watching that show. What the fuck? Well, Impact's problem has never been in-ring stuff. What do you got for uh, New Japan this week? Oh, yeah. Sengoku Lord is tomorrow. As we record this. Or right? rather tonight. Oh. At oh, like yeah. 2 in the morning. <laughs> so a couple of you will be watching it. Tonight. But... Tonight. If I lived on the West Coast, I would probably watch New Japan Live. Because that I could swing. I could swing staying up for a show that starts at 11 ends at 2 or 3. But if it yeah. starts at two or three, and that's not happening. Yeah, I can't do that. Can't do it. Uh, can't do big it. Big matches are Shingo defending against El Desperado and Evil defending both belts against Hiromu Takahashi. There we go. So, should be hot. Hot, hot, hot. And expect, expect an announcement about the G1. That's what I'm expecting. Give me some of that G1, boys. <laughs> there you go. We here at Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk would like to send our best well wishes and a speedy recovery to Bobby Fulton back in the hospital, and he has not been doing well this past week. So from all of us at Club Kayfabe to Bobby Fulton, we've already lost Tommy. We really don't want to lose Bobby, too. We wish you the best, sir. Uh, so what we got coming up for you guys, next week's show, we are going to do a list of the best gimmick names of all time, and we're going to follow that up in two weeks with a list of the worst gimmick names of all times. 
So one of you incredibly awesome, amazing listeners who's in our Facebook group, and if you're not, you can join it. It's Club Kayfabe, home of true wrestling fans on Facebook. Go to groups, search for Club Kayfabe. You'll find us, agree to the rules, and we'll let you in. Remind me to start a thread so we can have that discussion in the group so I can read your responses on the air. I was going to do that last week, and I just plum forgot because I was a busy hey, boy this week. Yes, Dan? Remember to put up that thread. Well, thank you, sir. Can you try that again on Remember Monday? You are you are definitely sounding... I always do that to Mike in the, in the day. You've been sounding kind of robotic on your end. I don't know if that's your internet or mine, but it's probably 90% likely me. People. Mine says I'm good. Yeah, I'm sure it's me. We also have storms in the area, and I don't know if that's affecting anything. We actually but... don't have storms today, but we've been having storms almost every day because it's been like 97 every day. Isn't that fun? Isn't that just so much fun? My favorite are storms that don't even show up on the Doppler radar because they're, like, underneath. <laughs> yeah. Those are always kind of fun, too. Uh, so, now, Dan, I know you haven't really been to a lot of live wrestling shows. Like, zero. As, as, yeah, approximately zero. Have you met anybody? No. Well, my father was in the same airport at the same time with Mick Foley at one point. Well, That's my go. closest. There you go. Um, I have seen a lot of talent live that, uh, as, like, this is going all the way back to, like, the early 2000s. So, of course, I, I've seen a lot of my favorites compete live or make appearances. I've seen Chris Jericho and RVD, and I've also met them. I got their autographs and met them. They're both really nice, cool guys to meet. Um, I have not only seen Bret Hart on shows, but I met him on my 21st birthday. Rowdy Roddy, I've had the pleasure of seeing. Um, I've only seen Hulk Hogan the once. I've gotten to see The Rock perform live, which that was one I had been missing for a really long time until that WrestleMania. I got to see it twice, actually. And then he showed up at the Royal Rumble, and he was really close to us. Um, I've seen Stone Cold a couple of times. I have, yeah, because I've, I've seen the Piper's Pit, and then I was also at the Rumble when him and Snuka were both in it, which was really cool. So there's been a lot of guys that I've actually seen pretty close up. Anybody at that Royal Rumble pay-per-view I was really close to because I was on the ramp. Literally sitting on the ramp. So... Everybody who came out in that, from Dan, from John Cena to Daniel Bryan to Bray Wyatt, seen lots of those people. Um, so I got to think about talent that I haven't seen, but I also kind of want to focus on people who I still could see. You know, I don't want this to be one of those deals where it's like, oh well. Man, you know, I'm just talking about like I never, I don't think I've ever seen him a salad match. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so people seen live, I mean, damn. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, people I've never ever seen. I would say probably my favorite wrestler who I never actually have seen perform 
would probably be uh, Shinsuke. I would say Shinsuke. Because I've seen AJ, I've seen Cesaro. I've seen Brian. Because I've seen AJ on tons of indie shows before. I've seen Joe on indie shows. I've seen Punk on indie shows. So it's not like I'm missing any of them. So yeah, I would say Shinsuke Nakamura would be the number one talent I've never actually seen live in person that I would want to see. Nakamura Shinsuke. And of course, there's like a whole list of New Japan guys, of course, because I've never seen a New Japan show. Um, tons of indie talent, a lot of current NXT people. I have never attended a live show that featured Sasha or Alexa or Becky yet, so I haven't actually seen them. In fact, the last live show I attended that had women on it were Paige, Natty, and the Bellas. And I, at least I can say I've actually seen Paige wrestle in person. So yeah, I would say probably Shinsuke and a lot of the current girls and like uh, the Undisputed Era would be on my list. Is that a good list? You like that list? Oh, I mean, I don't... <laughs> Man, I'm just thinking like, you know, like I haven't seen... Uh, I haven't seen scene. I just lost you went super mechanic on me. I think I'm having some internet issue, folks, and I apologize for that. So uh we'll go ahead and uh get the game going here. So I don't screw you guys over on this recording here. I mean I, I hate to say, I know I'm gonna sound fine because I'm speaking directly into OBS, but it's the desktop and the internet issue that's causing the problem. And I don't know if it's just my, you know, roommates eating up the bandwidth or if it's... I, I don't know what's causing the issue. I'm sure it's my end and not Dan's. I don't know if it's storms in the area. I don't know. But before we lose Dan completely and have any more technical problems, because I've been having tech issues with this whole show. My microphone wasn't coming through properly i had to jack the volume up on obs i don't know what's going on i'll probably have to play with that more but uh we're gonna play a little points or consequences dan you good with that is it time for that already we can do it right i mean i did the patron shout outs i guess i could tell everybody what we're doing on our patron show this week we're gonna review bash at the beach 1996 hmm. the day hulkamania died So here's here's the game. <clears throat> Dan wants you to come up with a weird random item to be used in a ladder or on a pole match. He said it could be out of left field, never been done before, awesome, hysterical, both, etc. Yes, indeed, because there is a on the pole match on that show that we will yeah, be reviewing. There is. Really. All right. Use dildo on a pole match. Uh, okay, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> I was expecting dildo. Use Noah's. Is it lightly used? That does not specify. Was it road hard and put away wet? Oh, God. Oh, my. Oh, my. But yeah, points. 
Alright, first batch of points has been awarded. So we can have the proper Kevin Thorne versus Gangrel match. A holy water soaked garlic steak on a pole. I don't think that's the kind of steak that they're talking about. <laughs> no, it is S-T-A-K-E is the steak in question. So basically... Well, what beautifully marinated was the steak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> steak with, made of garlic soaked in holy yeah, water. The, didn't want to grab it either, though. That's the thing, right? But you wouldn't want to wield it either, because you're a vampire too. No, of course not. I mean, it'd be, yeah, <laughs> that's points. All right, second batch of points has been awarded. Gold bond on a pole. The winner gets instant relief from jock itch. Mm. Okay, I was waiting. I was looking for the old man ones, but I... There is one that has happened that I'm waiting for someone to pull up for me to bury. Oh, yeah? Yes. Does it involve Viagra? Yes. A little blue pill? Yeah. Because they did that in WCW. Oh, I know they did. So if that pops up, get it like a boner, um, you're getting buried. But gold bond is okay. So you get points. I don't... I think everybody's aware of that match in our group. But the bottle of Jericho on a pole match. <laughs> Those promos are great. All right, here's your next one. <clears throat> <laughs> the Big Valboski will show you a new definition for something on a pole. Did you not hear that? Because I'm having tech issues again. Talk about Val Venus's pole on being on the pole. The Big Val Bosky will show you a new definition for something on a pole. Yeah. So it's just him laying on the top <laughs> muckle with his hard dick up. Yeah. After First one to grab the prize. <laughs> You get points for your semen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now. Oh my god. So much internet problems. Killer Kowalski gets hoisted up there for the first ever pole on a pole match. God damn it. Kowalski, a damn Polak. What? It just reminds me of the NCAA tournament like 10 years ago where 
there was a Polish player, but he was tall, so they were following him because he would miss his shots, and the guy called it Hack a Polak match. Hack a Polak. And he had two. Uh, you know, make some amends for saying Hack a Polak. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was funny. It's like one of my and Mike's go-to things because we were watching that when it happened. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's points for your pole on a pole match. Pole on a pole. Poleception. Okay. Purse on a pole. Special guest ref, Randy Orton. Oh. I thought it was like her, her gym bag. It was a gym bag, yeah. But I'm guessing that's what you're going for. That's what they're going for. And I knew that I knew what you were going for. Like, so yeah, we get, get points. Remember that Randy Orton DVD that was like, I used to be a total asshole. Now I'm a little bit better. <laughs> that was only the sixth entry, and that was somebody who's usually last. Dang. <laughs> Just so you know. Don Mario. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be first or last. You're never gonna be first when it's a Chris week because I got that shit unlocked. Yep. Because I get that head start, bro. Unless I just message it to Glenn and have him post it. Climb up and fill out this brief survey in a pole on a pole match. Oh, see, they gave it the other way, so that's points too. Very good. Handicap placard on a pole match. Oh shit. Winner gets preferred parking. That would be something I didn't I wouldn't I wouldn't expect, so yeah, points. <laughs> Zach Gowan versus Gregory Iron versus Mike Simsek. Also someone's getting revoked. <laughs> Two people are getting revoked for one person to get three. Wait, what was the name of the dude that had no legs in AEW? Oh, yeah. That guy. I think his name was like Justin Thomas or something like that. Yeah, it was a really basic name. All right, we're now at the Chess Unzi. Cat on a pole match. The pole is covered in carpet. Like the cats will love that shit. <laughs> My cats love the cat tree. They fight over it. And of course, to look for a wrestler with no legs and it's the freaking Greco Roman guy. Oh, yeah. Zion Shaver. His name is Zion Clark from Ohio. Well, I just looked up uh, Dustin Thomas because I just looked yeah, up. Dustin. Yeah, I said Justin. It's Dustin. Okay. Yeah. Well, I looked up AEW legless wrestler, and that immediately came up. So. And all, and all he did was that first battle royal. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was watching. Was Or was he just in the over the budget? I don't think he's done anything since. Whatever. Alright, so the cat. 
Yeah, I mean the cats will love the carpet cover pool. But did you love it enough? Cat to get the scratch fever match. Yeah, points. Okay. Ken Anderson is suspended above the ring in an a hole on a pole match. There has to be a machine gun on a pole match. Oh god! Oh, so there. I forgot during the Tia. Yes, give this points. But during the impact thing with the girl was looking for the Good Brothers, Johnny Swinger pulls up in a car and and she said, "How did you get a Jaguar?" And he's like, "Oh, people at the thing said it was for a for a guy named Anderson, and I didn't see Oli here." So, (laughs) oh, that's great. By the way, that wasn't Carl Anderson. That was Ken Anderson. Oh, Ken Anderson. <laughs> you got your Anderson. Oh, yeah, the asshole is his gimmick, right? He's an yeah, asshole. you got your... I, 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 you still gave it points, because it was. I think it was point-worthy, but I, I like that you got your Andersons mixed up. Ken, Well, I got my Ken, Anderson mixed Carl, up just like Swinger did on Saturday. Ken, yeah, Ken, Carl, Gene, Arn, and Oli, the Andersons. C.W. Anderson, who retired a few weeks ago. Yes. All right. Honey Badger on a pole. Seriously, would anyone actually want to win? Well, Honey Badger don't give a fuck, so... That's point. There you go. All right, we are now at the pen ultimate entry. I just have to mm-hmm. jot down the name of the person who got points. The I'm about to get buried on a pole match. The winner gets a contract to face Brock Lesnar, who will inevitably bury the poor sap. Yeah. I love how everyone went for a pole and not nobody. Nobody did a ladder. (laughs) Because on a pole, it sounds just terrible. Because there's literally never because there's a bunch of really good ladder matches, and there's literally never been one good on a pole match. I want to say the one we're going to recover was about as good as a cold pool match can get. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It was still pretty bad. <laughs> Wasn't the worst match on the show, but I'll tell you which one that was. The worst match on that show? Ooh, okay. We got to get points for that. And your final entry is... Dat ass on a pole. Of course. Well, I mean, is it hanging from the pole, or is it is the pole right up up in there? Well, that's up to you to decide. I guess it depends. Well, yeah, they get points too. Yeah, give Ellis his points. Of course. Do you have a winner? Do I have a winner? Ah, nobody got earmarked. Did anything stand out to you? You know what? I gotta say, uh, because of the duality of it, I say let's have two winners and give it to both of the poll on a polls. So Killer Kowalski and the brief survey. Would you like to take a survey? And you want dual winners. That can be arranged, sir. 
can be arranged. Oh god. I'm running out of storage space. Maybe that's why I'm having tech issues. I gotta clean out the old hard drive here. Alright, well we're gonna wrap up here. Your winners are Jay Winger for the Killer Kowalski and Dan Dahl for Brief Survey. Congratulations, boys. Apologies to the tech issues. I will try to do better next week. But please, as far as the audio levels are concerned, I need some feedback here because I am exper experimenting with a new setup and new headphones. I need feedback, guys. Please provide it. As far as the other tech issues, unfortunately, there isn't anything I can do about that when we do record live. So we will, again, try to do better next week with the internet bandwidth and everything. And if it was because of storms or because of the storage issue, I don't know which, but I promise to have that fixed as soon as possible. And if you can still hear me, uh, breaking news, uh, I should be getting a new computer within the next month. So business should be picking up from my end. So Business is picking up, Maggle. All righty. So cool new stuff on the way guys that's going to wrap it up for this week's show we hope you enjoyed it we apo i apologize again i know a lot of those issues were on my end but this show is free we'll do better for the show for all of you paid wonderful folks and we'll see you guys next week for more wrestle talk and stay tuned for some super nintendo content by me Ooh, working on that and also possibly another podcast appearance i will be hyping uh the tornado tag that was supposed to happen last week might be happening this week. We'll see. But you'll see her about that in the group and all that stuff. So, see you guys then. Bye.